Hello, welcome to a special Oscars edition of Some Like It Pop. I am managing editor Samantha Vincenti. And I'm senior writer Matt Donnelly. And I'm ready to talk about the year in movies, <laughs> the year in film. Uh, it's just Matt and I today because Bradley and Allie um, don't watch movies. Or, Never go. Or really TV. They no. just like pop music. It's just the one interest. So mm-hmm. uh, here we are because we, we are. see movies. I've seen about how many of the best picture the nominees for the 89th annual Academy Awards. Have you seen Matt? I think I've seen all but two or three. I've seen Moonlight, La La Land, sort of like the main contenders. I think um, I have not seen Hell or High Water. I did. I saw that. Right. So I feel like we're we're a complimentary team here. Great. What were some of your favorites? I. What are you rooting for? I am strongly rooting for Moonlight. I thought it was a very beautiful, visually beautiful movie, and. Uh, Performance-wise, I understand why the only male actor who was nominated was Marshala Ali because even though his, it's, I don't know, I do and I don't because he was no Naomi too for supporting. Well, right, I'm saying um, male because oh, right, the three right. leads weren't nominated. Right, and I guess the argument, one argument would be that because it's three parts, it's almost impossible to evaluate their performance. But then he Marshala Ali is only in the first part. Right. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Sorry. So <laughs> it's not really a spoiler. It's just three parts of the man's life. But, but yeah, so that I was kind of like, because I think I, the one who plays the man in his adulthood, I believe his name is Trevante Rhodes, I think should have been nominated. We're jumping ahead to snubs. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're right. And, and they were all so different. But, to pair, right. pit them against each other would have been really difficult and strange. But uh, yeah, I agree. I think the, the last one was sort of the manifestation of like everything that this person had gone through through the whole movie so um yeah and like i said when i falsely said that no naomi was nominated i was very happy to see that she too was nominated because i thought she was excellent in that movie and i remember it was funny seeing an interview of her talking about how she prepared for the role she said she would watch videos on youtube of sort of like people in crack dens and like how they acted and how they related to each other and I thought that was super interesting that YouTube was like a, mo- a means of preparation for her well yeah because she's like I mean not that they don't have crack in England but right. <laughs> she's like I honestly I didn't even recognize I guess I'm not I haven't seen a ton of her work and I know her best from the James Bond movies mm-hmm. where she plays the new I don't know James Bond parlance she's not Money Penny. no Q is she Q uh, you know, what? I think she is Money Penny. Okay, That's, yeah, yeah. So she's the new Money Penny. Right. So yeah, so I I literally right. didn't recognize her, and that never happens with yeah. me. She was super good. Yeah. Um, and then in the men's category, there's been some controversy, certainly about mm-hmm. Casey Affleck. You saw Manchester by the Sea, correct? I didn't. I oh, didn't. Okay. And it's one of those movies. I'm sure I will see it. Um, and I do love I do love a good Boston accent, or, but uh, or Nor- New England accent, but. Yeah, I did. I, I forgot that he was. So this is the issue. So Casey Affleck and Mel Gibson are both nominated in, for Oscars this year. And Mel Gibson, much more than Casey Affleck, which I think if you really weigh their grievances. OK, see, let me just battle, backpedal even further. So <laughs> they're both nominated and both of them have had criminal allegations against them by women. Right. That I'm not comfortable with. Mel Gibson to a far greater degree. Sure. But by me saying that, I'm already entering into this weird thing we do with artists who have behavior that we don't approve of. 
usually male, but not always, right. where you love the work and then you're like, oh, son of a bitch. Right. Casey Affleck, it was a sexual harassment lawsuit by several women. Yeah, right? yeah. I think it was two cases of it. And yeah, it's the whole like Polanski effect seemingly over and over again. It's like, can you appreciate someone's work? Or even like Woody Allen when, you know, there's this blatant bit of, you know, misogyny staring you in the face. Right. It's tough. It's like worst case misogyny or best case misogyny, worst case Woody Allen slept with his daughter. Right. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to cheapen the severity of that. Yeah. Right. And, And then, or, you know, look at Nate Parker. I mean, his movie was set to be another Oscar darling and was completely right for the most part taken out A birth of a nation was taken out of right. the award shows completely because after in Hollywood's rush to acquire the movie, they didn't look into his past and didn't know that he had this rape trial in college that he was acquitted in, but then later come to find the, the victim alleged victim committed suicide and said that it ruined her life so it was a very serious allegation and that he was under trial with his writing partner for the movie i think there's obviously a a huge danger in like qualifying the offenses yeah and i think if even if casey affleck is to a lesser degree responsible if he isn't responsible at all then i think that it should be seen sort of equally Right, because then you're like in this murky business of being like, well, Nate Parker might have raped someone. And then it's like, oh, man, like, where does it? Yeah, yeah. So it's hard. It's like, and this goes also for musicians that you have this issue with, too. So which of which there are so many. And it does. Yeah, it feels murky having seen Manchester by the Sea and seeing how good he was. It was just like, I mean, I met him at a party once. He was super nice. So, you know, so. But you can't. Exactly. Yeah. So that's sticky biz. Um, but no, I also didn't see the movie. I also didn't just didn't see the movie because um, I do have, it's so lame, but when I know a movie is going to be heartbreaking, I don't run to the theater. Right. <laughs> um, but and yeah. You, the Moonlight didn't give you that sort of feeling going into it? Or had no, you not heard that much I about it? I hadn't heard that much about it. And and so I I didn't really know. And I didn't I didn't find Moonlight to be a sad... I mean, it is a sad movie. It's, but a, it didn't, it's a movie about loneliness. Right. It didn't end so hopelessly. So hopelessly. And I mean, I, without giving anything away, there was a part in the third part that there's not even dialogue. It's just him walking into a place... And it had been like an emotional week with everything that's been going on from November onward. Yeah. But I just was had a free-flowing cry going <laughs> for a good five minutes. Not even on a plane. Just wow. a silent weep. I yeah. think that was the impression that many people had. I heard a few, more than a few tears Yeah. in the theater around me. Um, I also, the, the man on the other side of my boyfriend who was there with his girlfriend was shifting in his seat so uncomfortably during a lot of the parts. And at one point got up, walked out. And we, maybe to pee, maybe to not. At least one time, it was just so like physically uncomfortable by it all yeah. that it was distracting. Which it was. Sucked. I mean, the rawness of it. I'm so unused to that I know. because I I'm sort of partial to like really, um, like quippy dialogue. I'm I respond most to that in movies like really, um, you know, structured prose. And to see something affect me so deeply that was sort of relying more on like, yeah, raw emotion was I. I learned something about myself. Yeah. I, it w- I mean, it is a little bit of a challenge to some viewers that I also favor sort of a rapid fire thing. Typically, I remember I heard some criticism on it of a podcast being like, it was too slow. I don't need to see the guy walk from the car to the building or something. But I obviously that was a very studied choice. A lot of the movie, he's in complete silence as to totally. demonstrate his loneliness. And yeah, I had to like kind of relearn 
how to watch something like that. But And I was never bored. And I no. thought that I might be considering shots like that. Yeah. So yeah. it was pretty cool. It was gorgeous. I do think, and yeah, it was astonishingly handled by Barry Jenkins. Just yeah. that level. I mean, it makes people uncomfortable to see, obviously, homosexuality on screen. For many people, black male homosexuality on screen. And then pre-teens grappling right. with their sexuality with each other totally and it was all handled so well and i like how they said it so starkly in the beginning too it wasn't even like i'm gay what does that mean it was like Na- the Ka- naomi's character saying like my son's different and that's gonna really mess with him when he gets older and it was i thought it was so interesting how it was so seamlessly explored early on mm-hmm. so i that's what i'm rooting for i have not seen arrival fences that is one i haven't seen yeah arrival. i haven't yeah. seen Hacksaw Ridge, because, sorry, Mel Gibson, no, I'm good. No, yeah. And I, I also don't flock to World War II movies, typically. No. No, no, no. Um, Certainly not battle movies. Um, I do want to see Lion, and La La Land, I just, I just don't, I don't love the singing. I don't love the whimsy. Can I tell you, I agree with you very, very much. I usually see like what I can, what I hear to be the top contender. So I was like, all right, I'll go see it. And the music didn't really do anything to me. I didn't even think that was like the most successful part of it. I think if you took the music out, it still would have had pretty much the same sentiment. But I will say the one thing that I loved, which I said this morning is I thought it was, Emma Stone was amazing. I think it was a total game changing performance for her. And I didn't, I mean, I was, I've always liked her, but I didn't know she was able to achieve the depth that she did in this movie which is kind of funny considering it's a movie that's supposed to be so like colorful and like you said whimsy but she was so emotive and lately <laughs> lately i look at the way people cry in dramatic roles to sort of like uh form an opinion and she she was just crying really well so i i recommend it seeing if nothing else for her what's your feeling on a claire dane's cry oh I mean that's a that's a horse of a different color. It's very extreme. A crying horse. Sure, sure. No, I mean she's a master of it, of course. And I still remember Ellen Page crying in Juno in the van and the way. Oh, her, she's like, a, that was great crying. Lip quiver and definitely. Yeah, I think that's such when someone is able to connect that way because I can't even do that in real life. So when I see that, I'm always quite impressed. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did see also Heller Highwater, which I did enjoy uh, a lot and. And Jeff Bridges was really great in it, but I wasn't like, give that movie an Oscar. Yeah, I think it was one of those ones that critics, for some reason, like jumped on. But most people I know have the same sentiment is like, it's good, but yeah, it was good. I mean, Ben Foster is good and everything. It was a totally solid movie. Right, but I wasn't like that was incredible. So we'll see. Yeah, one that. My favorite movie probably of the year, I think, was 20th Century Women. So I was happy to see that it got um, a screenplay nomination. But Annette Bening was oh, left yeah. off the list. People were pissed. A little sad about that. That's I mean, true. it was a very competitive field, that one specifically this mm-hmm. year. But, uh, I mean, the fact that Amy Adams wasn't nominated either is pretty clearly yeah. a testament to that. But It was surprising. And she... No, she didn't win the Golden Globe. She was nominated for the Golden Globe. Mm-hmm. And that's usually a pretty good indicator. Right. She would have been in leading. Yeah, I mean, Elle is like the underdog to win. Right. Isabel Huppert. I think most Huppert. people were like... Isabel Huppert. <laughs> yeah, Isabel so. Huppert. I don't know. I'm not French. No. Norm- Isabel Huppert. Norm- that, why am I saying it in a Spanish accent? <laughs> Isabel Huppert. Because okay? that's what we do, yeah. Yeah. Isabelle Huppert. <laughs> uh, Isabel Humperdinck for mm-hmm. Elle. 
Ruth Nega Loving, also, I really want to see that movie. Yeah. Um, Natalie Portman. So, yeah, Jackie. Right. That's an example where you were saying. Oh, yeah. Um, I read this thing a couple of weeks ago that sort of explored recent years in which a woman would be nominated and almost be like a sure thing to win for best actress and then the movie would almost be completely ignored in other categories and that was the case with with Natalie Portman and Jackie she was nominated I think she is still the favorite to win or was it at some point but it was totally ignored and shut out most other places which I find to be interesting and then on the other side of the coin um, Arrival which received multiple nominations I think it was eight um, which was conceivably built around Amy Adams did not earn somehow Amy Adams a nomination. So yeah, I thought that those was really are both strange. Sort of interesting things that happened in the. In oh, the I did see category. Florence. Although Florence Foster isn't nominated for Best Picture, which I'm actually I agree with that. Um, it was a lovely, lovely, and I think that that's probably the best way to describe it. It's not just a hollow adjective. It was lovely. It wasn't earth shatter. It was no. very pleasant. It was pleasant. It was yeah. very uplifting. Um, I did get a private a lesson from the vocal coach who taught Meryl String how to uh, sing poorly, like Florence Foster Jenkins. That's a true story. It's a real. It's actually a super super interesting true story. Yeah. Um, but that's on popcrush.com. You can see <laughs> me singing horribly. Um, and and you should you should take a quick look at it. <laughs> I do think it's a credit to Meryl Streep though that she's able to really succeed in these roles that aren't necessarily. I mean revered otherwise same with like iron lady which she won the role for but i don't think anyone was like wow that's a perfect movie otherwise um so i think it's interesting that she i think it's i mean she's always breaking records but i'm sure it's an, an extension of her record-breaking nomination well right because that's the other thing with the oscars i mean with any awards but especially with the oscars is that it's such a mix of merit who deserves it but then also not just merit from a specific project, but merit that they've accrued over the years. Like the first time that Denzel Washington right. won an Academy Award, it was like, I feel like he won. I want to say it was for Training Day or something. I think so. Yeah. Less, you know, and everyone's like, well, he should have won for Glory. And he had amassed all these other movies where he was completely overlooked. Yeah. As the Academy tends to overlook black actors, even Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. And and so it was kind of like a cumulative win. And you see that. And which is strange, but it totally happens. And then, all, of course, then there's the politics of who's going to win. And then there's just like the the times. I mean, people don't sit around talking about what an amazing movie Shakespeare and Love is all the time, but that one, Best Picture. Right. So, oh, Gwyneth. I do think that La La Land, in my prediction, is going to sweep because I think right now everybody is so terrified right. and angry. Even if you're on the winning side politically, you're still angry, evidently. Yeah. I think there's everybody to be happy about. wants to watch two white people sing against a beautiful backdrop. Right. Two white, beautiful white familiar faces that we all love. I love. <laughs> I love. Right. Singing. For me, you, you cut out Gosling and I still think the best part of the movie is still there. I mean, it is. I mean, it does look stunning. Yeah. It was, it was very nice to watch. And I had that experience. I remember being so particularly devastated for whatever news bit had popped up that morning the day that i saw la la land and it could have been one of many new headlines that just made me feel panicked and then i went to see the movie and i felt better so i'm unfortunately a victim of that i mean yeah it's a bomb you know yeah 
And there's nothing wrong with that. I love escapism. Escapism is the best. Sure. Is it the best movie? I don't know. I haven't seen it. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I think it's going to sweep. I don't think it was the best movie, no. Um, and while it did feature two white actors who, sure, probably have chances at winning, do you feel like the fact that seven non-white actors were nominated this year and none were nominated last year is a signal of like progress? Or do you think it's sort of like a fluke? Or is it just talent and we don't even have to explore those things i do think i'll say progress insofar as that uh the academy president cheryl boone isaacs who i believe is a black woman herself has listened to a lot of the feedback about kind of how they can improve the voting body because so many of the voters are i think now as of 2016 the la times said it was like 76 percent male 91 percent white and because membership is lifelong then they have like an average age of like 60 right so a lot of you know people just weren't even interested in seeing movies with stories that didn't represent them um and so they took several steps they admitted a more diverse body of voters into it they discussed um setting term limits which i do think introduces a second ageism element that's Debatable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I mean, she did take steps to improve the voting body. It's not going to radically happen overnight, but I think that did help. I think the conversation around it helped. But I mean, to say it's it's hard to say that because it's like also I'm not like at all saying that they got the nominations to set things right. Right. Because I've heard that everyone in Fences is incredible. I'm seeing hidden figures tonight. I'm super psyched about it. Um, and I have That's no, my, I have no doubt that Taraji, who also was snubbed, slighted, people are yeah. saying, you know, it was incredible in it. So. That's why I think something like Fences and Moonlight this year specifically are so successful because looking back at recent years in which black actors were nominated, people have pointed out that sometimes winning stories are always black actors, like within the context of white movies, for example, like 12 Years a Slave, it was a it was a movie that featured successful black actors, but it was still sort of like in the context of slavery in which, you know, white people are comfortable exploring that past. Whereas something like Moonlight and Fences, this is a story exclusively about people of color and not in the context of being owned by white people. That's or... something that's definitely worth watching because um, it's true. Octavia Spencer, who's nominated this year, won for The Help, which is another case mm-hmm. where it was about a white savior right Th- thank you i was thinking yeah. the word savior i, mean, I couldn't like, think of yeah, it yeah but like of 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 the two races uniting in the face of this kind of like right. cartoonish level to us now of racism that everyone feels good about themselves crash was another very exactly. divisive win yeah not a good movie i'll say it right now <laughs> and so it's almost like yeah in the past white voters have been happy to sort of like concede it almost felt like concession of wins to black actors in movies in which they were heroes or yeah they made them feel good totally totally and that's why yeah moonlight is specifically i think a great i mean i think there's an element of that to a degree for our love affair with world war ii movies too Mm -hmm. Um, but but yeah so that'll that that's a good point and that will be very interesting to see um if Marshala Ali doesn't win for Moonlight, I'll be really bummed, but I have a feeling that he will be nominated for other things in the future. I agree, and that I certainly getting hope work. So. Yeah. Um, I also used to love him on this show called The 4400, which I forget because I used to steal it, but I think it was on USA, and it was like, I love a, I love a B-level sci-fi show. 
I know. I and know he, he, it was really good. The 4400, you guys, get out. <laughs> she also loves the magician. <laughs> no, I don't love it. I said I watch it. <laughs> I watch it. I don't see where one point begins and the other ends. <laughs> um, are there any sort of like underdogs that you're rooting for or sort of movies that were off the grid? Like I remember looking at the list this morning and remembering I had seen this movie called A Man Called Uva with my mom at this random independent theater in her suburban Massachusetts town. And then it was nominated for like four things. And I was like, all right, all right, A Man oh. Called Uva. Oh, I was what is very that? happy yes, to see that. Please explain. It was this very, very simple story just about this ornery old man. I mean, it's it's not a revolutionary tale. This ornery, angry old guy whose wife had recently died had sort of been stuck in his own ways for a while, well in mourning. And then all of a sudden this new um, young family moves in and they're not white and their kids are rambunctious and they cause all types of trouble and they somehow work their way into this man's heart, which on paper is a story that infuriates me, but it was just done so well <laughs> that I was happy to see it on a few of the on a few of the categories today. Yeah, and now it was not overlooked, apparently. Yeah. Um I okay, so is was other people eligible? Yes. Yeah. And I think that was pretty much think, overlooked. Yeah. We can both think, agree that that was yes, one of our favorite movies this I, year. Other people starring Molly Shannon and Jesse Pleeman. Jesse Pleeman. Oh, like Landry Room. <laughs> I almost said it like, too. Let me break it down for terms you know. Yeah, Jesse Plemons and uh, and it, I and Bradley Whitford and I cried my eyes out. I was a from mess. the first scene. From the first <laughs> scene, it rips you open, and it's but it's funny. It's one of those things that it's like the funny honesty that's even more brutalizing. Yeah. And Molly Shannon is so good, incredible, so good, and it's just a it's a destruction. It's so good. I don't. I, it should have been. Screenplay and Molly Shannon, at least. Chris but, Kelly is the writer's name, mm-hmm. right? I think. And it yeah. was his, it was a true, based on his own story. Yeah, it's based right? on it his own life. Story, yeah. He's an SNL writer, and I, the interviews I've seen since have all been, you know, so interesting. And I think many, many actors who who've seen it have said that they hope that Molly and he are both recognized. And it's a shame that they weren't. It really is. And I don't know. I guess it's not like a quote unquote important film, right? And it, it's not. It's kind of just like a small family drama, but it was such small release. I wonder if that has anything so relatable. Yeah, I found to anyone who's ever dealt with a sick parent or you know someone with a terminal illness in your family, and it was just. I mean, just, oh, I just can't. I'm sorry, it's so good. It's other people see other good. people. I think it's on Netflix, even right already. I think, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. And I was hoping to see some of Sing Street on there because I also loved that movie. And oh, yeah, it, you did. It got some Golden Globe nominations, but I don't think it got any Oscar nominations. See, my problem is I love because then you made me think of what I picked for best movies last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and my I love horror movies, and horror movies are overlooked every year right stanley kubrick directs it like it's not nominated for anything so i mean it's nominated for okay so green room was one of my favorite movies last year and then that's a horror movie starring uh the late anton yelkin and uh, leah shawkat from arrested development and it's and patrick stewart playing a 
neo-Nazi leader who doesn't hide his accent incredibly, but <laughs> it's still interesting to see him in that role. And it's about this punk rock band who essentially gets stuck at this like white power rally and they're trapped in there. And that's all I'll say about it. It's really, really good. And when we left the theater, my boyfriend and I left the theater, the feeling of dread like stayed with us for blocks, which never happens to me with a movie. Usually uh-huh. when I leave a movie, I'm like, that was great. Yeah. And then I forget it, like time and song. It was really, really good, but I didn't expect it to get any nominations because it's a horror movie, even though I thought it was incredibly well made. That is interesting. And I, having not seen it, saw that movie and stories saying that same thing everywhere. So I'm surprised. Yeah. And I frankly think the storyline has never been more timely in some ways because yeah. at the time that I saw it last year, it was like a neo Nazi party warehouse. How inconsequential. God. It seems more consequential and now. It certainly does. Um, and it's also Anton Yelkin in one of his last roles. And he, so I'm sad. still really, really bummed about his death because he was one of my favorite young actors. Me and too. definitely would have been seeing nominations in the next Oh, I have years. no doubt. You know, I don't care for horror movies, but I feel inclined to see that. I recommend it. It's pretty stressful. Thank you. Good. Just <laughs> That's just what we need. Mm-hmm. I would rather see La La Land for a second time, quite frankly. No, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding, Clearly everyone. most of America agrees with yeah, you. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, so, and you can check out our, all of our picks for best movies of 2016 on popcrush.com. You certainly can. Oh, what was the other one? Oh, I really liked Everybody Wants Them. I was hoping maybe oh, we would yeah. get a screenwriting one, but it didn't. That movie did... I think get some accolades and it was really well received. I very much enjoyed it. I watched it on a plane. <laughs> and but it didn't have any sort of impact on me. And maybe that was because I'm a woman and it's about <laughs> a bunch of like baseball bros. Yeah, see that was sort of why I went into it cuz I appreciate baseball novelty movies and then the part that I actually appreciated the most was the relationship between the protagonist and um the leading actress in the movie. I thought their scenes toward the end of the movies were so well written and so well executed. And that to me was actually what I loved most about it. Oh, okay. So I thought that was kind of interesting that a movie conceivably about like basically a frat house sort of at its end boiled down to this just really intense, interesting relationship between these two people. Well, that tracks, I guess with his, it's Richard Linklater, right? Yes, it was. Yeah. So that tracks with his yeah work, which is all kind of like, well, I didn't see boyhood, but I've seen almost all of his other movies and they all are really good at also being kind of about nothing, but finding those humanity moments in a way that I'm going to sound really ignorant. Did he do the sunrise sunset? Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Okay. Cause I love those. Yeah. And And I love Julie Delpy, but yes, boyhood among those boyhood is probably my least favorite. I didn't see it. Although I do see Ethan Hawke constantly in my neighborhood (laughs) and I will say, He's holding up. Shout out. He looks great. Hey, Ethan. If you're listening to this, <laughs> saw you at the coffee shop last Saturday. How are you? Um, yeah. No, that that I did not see. I did not see Nocturnal Animals. Although, speaking of other people I see walking around my neighborhood all the time looking real weird, Michael Shannon is nominated is. for Nocturnal Animals, and Amy, Sh- Amy Adams is also overlooked for that, which I didn't really... God. That movie is very mixed reviews. It's not like I'm standing for her to get a nom for that, but salt in the wound, man. She is. I feel like she's being set up to get the the Leo, you know, award. The cumulative win. Yeah, like you said earlier. Yeah. I mean, I think. Well, I mean, she's has she won? She's nominated. Okay, five or six times she's been nominated, but no, she should have certainly been. Gonna be her year some year. Oh, sorry, Amy. (laughs) So before you started working here and had to cover it the night of, did you? 
did you like watch it? Do you have like a ritual on Oscars night or did you sort of like ignore it? Good question. Um, because working in the job that we have forces you mandatorily because you're right. covering it <laughs> to watch every single award show to the point where you begin to despise award shows mm -hmm. and everything they stand for. Um, but mostly just the having to watch them. Right. That's mostly what you despise. <laughs> the mandate. Yeah. Um, but I did, I did, there's no, I wasn't like an every year and I was always interested in who won. If they, if I was invited to a good Oscar party, I would go. Mm -hmm. Also, sometimes the host is more of an incentive for me. And this year it's Jimmy Kimmel and I'm not like yeah, I super know. excited about no. it. I mean, I don't, no disrespect to Jimmy Kimmel. He's talented at what he does. I just, I don't know. But I understand why they'd want to pick Kimmel in that a he's built in talent the network and then b he is a lot safer i'll say i guess than chris rock or specifically chris rock's broadcast saw the lowest ratings in years it was like which is so sad yeah so well and also it could have been a variety of factors people really sick with oscar so white debate and a bunch of things but I will say I'm glad to have him over Jimmy Fallon again, so I'll oh, say sure. that much. That's very, <laughs> very fair, very fair. And I feel like of the late night, of the late night shows with the most to lose on major networks, he's been okay with sort of um, addressing Trump and not just conceding to him. So. True, that is true. Yeah. I shouldn't count Jimmy Kimmel out. No, I hope he has one or two, you know, curveballs. Yeah, that's very ready fair. to go. Yeah. Um, and what did you do you use? If I had to guess, you watched it every year. Not every year, no. I I liked it. I I only ever cared about the actors and the writing awards and everything else sort of like blanked out yeah. to me. Um, I don't. I, when you mentioned an Oscars party, I know that's almost like a ubiquitous thing to people go to thematic Oscars parties and like have Oscar dips and like Oscar cakes. I don't think I've <laughs> ever been to one. Actually, as I was saying, well, as you were starting to say that, I was like, wait, do people in their like mid-20s not have Oscar, you know because people don't watch award shows anymore like right they exactly they just catch the highlights on twitter which honestly if i if i didn't work in entertainment yeah. i would consume it that way as well because who the hell has three hours when there's so many shows on amazon Something. i don't have three hours yeah and then if you have favorites you can isolate them winning i think before i started here i did exactly that if someone i wanted to here one then i would watch it and if not then i wouldn't and more often than not again because i heavily favor horror movies and sci-fi movies it's the movies winning best picture weren't typically movies that i had even seen yeah much less wanted to see or then when i did see them i was like that was a cool move like birdman for example right i don't think i covered the oscars that year i can't remember but i hadn't seen it and then i saw it and i was like Pretty good. This is a dude version of Black Swan. Cool. <laughs> good movie. Oh, it totally was. It I was never exactly, thought of it that. Exactly. It was like, was like this is hauntingly familiar. Oh, yeah. And great. I love Michael Keaton. I've loved him since Beetlejuice. Super. Did I think it was the best movie I had seen that year? Absolutely not. No. I agree. It was a little bizarre. So. Sorry, Birdman. Sorry, Birdman. Sorry, Inuit. Harsh truths. But, yeah. So. Long story short, award shows mean nothing, but we're still gonna watch it. Right, and as and be pissed. You all. Be pissed if our if our favorites lose. Yes, for sure. Which is very likely because very likely, extremely <laughs> likely. Unless you love La La Land above no other. We're fighting losing battles here, and we might as well admit <laughs> to that. But we'll watch it, and you mm -hmm. should watch it with us as we're covering it on popcrush.com. Certainly should. We'll have plenty of tweets for we'll you be as well. Live Jody tweeting huh? at popcrush. Uh. At Pop we'll Crush. be Facebooking. We won't be snapping. 
I won't be snapping my reaction faces no. to wins. Though I'm sure people at the shows will be snapping because that's also oh, yeah. become a, its own little um, spectator sport. Is like, what are the celebrities themselves doing? That's there? all I care about. Yeah, it's but kind of fun. At any award show, this all, I always just want the second camera on the audience. Right. So if you see any, tell us because we'll post about it. <laughs> share, share the moment. Share your faves. All right. Well, um, it's a wrap. That's a that's a movie term. Yeah. It's a little movie terminology. Clap. That's, that's a clap, like they say. <laughs> right, exactly. As they say in Hollywood, I've got the clap. Oh, um, oh dear. <laughs> I don't have the clap, you guys. Um, follow us on Pop Crush on Twitter, Facebook, Pop Crush, Instagram, Pop Crush Music, and subscribe to this podcast mm-hmm. if you like us. See you then. <laughs> See you then. Love you. On the internet. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.